0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. Hello, Nat Sound, and welcome to a last-minute edition of Nat's Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page at FederalBaseball.com, as Blog Talk Radio fights with me, but we managed to get it up. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports page and Federal Baseball's doghouse on the line. Let me catch my breath. Dave, we'll go to you first. Max Scherzer on the mound, two-start losing streak after winning five in a row in May, six and five, 213 ERA, 226 FIP, 208, 244, 318 line against, and 12 starts, 84 and a third inning pitch this season, dominant today, 12 up and 12 down on 43 pitches, six Ks to start the game, 15 up and down, eight Ks, 53 pitches after five, 18 for 18 with 11 Ks after six. Perfect game bid ends on a bloop single to right field by Carlos Gomez that just falls in over Anthony Rendon's head as he sprinted back there. First hit of the game, 21 and 22, set down 80 pitches and seven scoreless, 14 Ks, set the match record after he adds two in the eighth, comes back out at 103 pitches, adds two more Ks somehow, 16 Ks total, complete game shutout, and this is just about as good as you can see a pitcher's.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, what can you say? He was terrific. He was dominant. Um, he had everything working. Um, even the the home plate umpire seemed to be working along with him there a little bit there, um, giving him the benefit of uh, the outside corner and the upper corner and sometimes the lower corners. Uh, he was just really, really good. I mean, I had the fastball working. You know, he was thrown 95-96 and reached back for 97 with that, little three-quarters action whenever he wanted it. Um, you know, he, he had his breaking ball working. I mean, he he made Ryan Brown look silly um, striking him out with a breaking ball. Um, just complete control over everything he was doing. Um, you know, you, you hate to see a no-hitter lost on a, on a broken back loop, but I mean, that's the way that it goes sometimes. Um, you know, give up a walk a little bit later, but just just a really tremendous performance by him and it's hard to say that uh um you know, it's hard to say that the start was better than doing Zimmerman's no hitter. Um, but I would venture to say that Scherzer was more dominant in this game than Zimmerman was in his no hitter.
1: So I guess he set a record for K's for the Nationals franchise, beating Sutton Strasburg's fourteen. What do you where do you think it uh, is in the history of the Nationals pitching performances ahead of Strasburg's 14 ks uh, behind Jordan Zimmerman's uh, no-hitter. Where do you think uh, Max Scherzer lands after today's outing? Uh, honestly,
0: because he has he has done everything I want to see a pitcher do in this start and, and just executed it perfectly, this is the best National start I've ever seen. Uh, okay, he, he didn't get the no-hitter, but he didn't get it on – a Texas leaguer that was two inches beyond Anthony Rendon's glove. Uh, so I, I really can't find any fault with him pitching-wise. Uh, as as they made a point in the post game, no ball that was hit today went more than about 200 feet. So there, there weren't even any balls to the track today. He, he was dominating pitchers keep, or dominating the hitters, keeping them off balance. He was taking advantage of uh, a pitcher-friendly zone today, certainly but that's what a canny veteran should be able to do until we get robot umpires as we should have but <laughs> in the meantime seeing this was just oh it was just wonderful to watch the the absolute confidence and skill that he was bringing out there going right after hitters and and making them look foolish while putting what 75 80% of his pitches in the zone or being on the zone enough he he was able to make people chase his pitches that went out of the zone. He got you got strikes when he had to. He got not strikes when he had to. It was, it was everything you want to see a pitcher do. The only thing I don't understand is how he kept his pitch count so low with all those strikeouts. Doesn't he know strikeouts drive up your pitch count? With 15 strikeouts, he should have been out after five innings. What
1: happened? Did he cheat for something? I don't get that. Nine innings total, one hit, one walk, 16 Ks, 119 strikes, uh, pitches 86 strikes on the day. Also managed to get six ground outs from the people who didn't strike out. But Dave, as has mentioned, are, are you surprised that the Brewers kept on chasing those sliders outside? And is it just a measure of just how filthy that pitch was that they kept on doing it over and over again when he didn't get them with fastballs? He threw in a few changes there, but mostly those sliders away from hitters that were just unhittable and they kept chasing them the whole game. No, it doesn't surprise me, and I'll tell
2: you why. Number one, uh, the Brewers are not a very good hitting ball club. Number two, um, he uses the same arm action as he does on the fastball, so it's indecipherable. And number three, there's just so much break on it that um, it's sharp, it's late, and they can't do anything about it. Um, You know, you and I were uh, uh, texting back and forth during the game and talking about Joe Ross's start yesterday where um, where he was leaving a slider up and, and it was just unfamiliarity that the brewers were laying off of it and he was getting called strikes with it because he really there wasn't much action on it at all and he was leaving it up in the zone. Uh today was a complete dichotomy. I mean, uh Scherzer's pitch looks like his fastball. I mean, his slider looks like his fastball until it's not. It's just it it was just completely unhittable today. Um it's no it's no um no, no wonder that, that he only gave up the one broken bat hit because it was just simply filthy stuff. I mean, you know, the Brewers are not a very good hitting ball club, but they're still major league hitters, um, and he made them look silly time after time after time. I mean, uh, their, their tiny little hero, Scooter Scooter Jeanette, had no idea what to do with him today. <laughs> His first time up at bat, he's playing like he's Ian Desmond for the fences on the first two, uh, first two pitches, which were 96-mile-an-hour fastballs. And then he saw the, the the breaking ball and it almost came out of his shoe swinging at it. So, um, you know, if, if if a guy can reduce uh, hitting hero Scooter Jeanette uh, down to coming out of his shoes on, on a breaking ball, then you know he's having a good day. i uh,
1: will just try to stop laughing at you calling him a tiny little hero, but I'll try to move on without losing my stuff here. So, guys on the mound for uh, Brewers, you get the opposing pitcher question question today. Taylor Youngman, the 12th pick of the 2011 draft, five picks after the Nationals selected Anthony Rendon, sixth overall. Made his MLB MLB debut last time out on June 9th, one run in seven innings against the Pirates in PNC Park. Three-pitch arsenal, basically just uses two, though. Fastball, 92-94, 7-mile-an-hour curve, a change-up he threw just three times in his debut. The Nationals got on him early, though. Stenard Stan singles, field second, takes third on an Espinoza hit. Scores on a sack fly by Anthony Rendon, one nothing in the third. Single, two wild pitches, another single. And Clint Robinson drives in two runs, 2 nothing. 94 pitches in four innings. They bring him back out for another one, which I thought was kind of shocking. But five innings, seven hits, two runs, two walks, five Ks, 105 pitches overall in his second MLB start. But had some nice stuff out there, but not as in command as he was against the Pirates last time out.
0: This is certainly the, the some guy I've never heard of that you expect the Nats to have a lot of trouble with. Uh, but he came out there and took advantage of the same pitcher-friendly zone that, that Scherzer did, managed to get uh, a few strikeouts over his, his five innings there. But for the most part, the Nats were patient with him. They drew a couple of walks, they got their hits, and this is you know the, the flip side of what Scherzer was doing today. He threw only slightly fewer pitches and got through five innings. Why? Because he walked people, and he gave up hits. Not getting out drives your pit count up just as much as it drives your runs allowed count up, and that's what we saw here. You know, a guy who might be promising as a sort of middle, middle of the rotation guy and has the pitches to keep major league hitters at least, if not dominated and suppressed, at least keeping them from breaking out all over, but – uh not quite putting it together with a, a good outing today, then that's able to take just enough advantage out of him. Only two runs out of, they got, what, nine, ten base runners out of him. I think there was a hit-by-pitch in there, too. Uh, insert rant about uh, Brewers and hit-by-pitches. Uh, but uh, it was it was enough to get done. And this was, you know, one of those situations that we wail and gnash our teeth in when we're on the wrong end of it, of just the pitcher have to be perfect to win uh, well, in this case, yeah, he, he would have had to be, so too bad, but it uh, was on today.
1: Dave, with the recent history with the Nationals, they're clinging to that two-run lead for most of the game. They finally come through, string some hits together, uh, seventh inning, you get a two-out rally, Anthony Rendon singles, Escobar singles, Clint Robinson lines a double to left there to put them up 4 nothing unfortunately for the Nationals, a streak of eight straight games with a home run end, But after yesterday's game, they hit two home runs. Matt Williams talked about it. Was What was really important in that game was their ability to string a few hits together, get base runners on, and move them around the bases and bring them in. That was a difference today, too. No home runs in the game, but two rallies there where they did uh, strings and hits together. They go three for eight with runners in scoring position overall, eight left on base, but got it done when they needed to and got enough for Max Scherzer.
2: Because we all know throughout the history of baseball, that your batting average with runners in scoring position is the most important thing when it comes to scoring runs. Actually, that's hashtag sarcasm. Actually, that's hashtag sarcasm. The most important thing when it comes to scoring runs is actually putting batters on base. This is continually the smartest thing that Matt Williams continues to say in any press conferences. as long as we keep getting guys on base, we will eventually be okay. He is leaning on 120 years of baseball statistics statistics when he says that, and, you know, we, we see it today. I mean, the Nats, um, you know, bang out ten hits. They got two walks. Hey, they scored four runs. Look at that. You put runners on base, you'll score. Well, I should say with the caveat that if you put runners on base in front of anybody other than Ian Desmond, you'll score runs. <laughs> <laughs> Look Ouch.
1: at Desmond, <laughs> just cruel. That is crueler than the Danette comment. We'll get to Desmond in a moment, though, with Doghouse. You mentioned the hit-by-pitches, the fourth one in the the last two games. Uh, You know, Escobar takes a fastball on the gut that I heard all the way over here in New Jersey from Milwaukee. Didn't sound like a good one. We'll see what happens with him. Bryce Harper, of course, hit yesterday in the – right above the knee in the quad area, according to Matt Williams and what Harper said afterwards. He was still limping in the post game out of the lineup today. This is the second time we've seen him get hit uh, with a pitch and miss a game the next day after he took one in the back in Cincinnati. And This is one way to get him out of the lineup, I guess. I don't think the hit by pitch yesterday was necessarily intentional, but you got to think the Nationals are frustrated at this point that they get hit four times in two games and have too good a performance by Max Scherzer today to waste it with retaliation. Yeah, you know that I I certainly am not a
0: fan of retaliation. I I don't think that that's really in the modern game that there's a a place for that. And I I certainly don't think that what the Brewers' pitchers did was intentional. On the other hand, it's not quite unintentional. And what I mean by that is they weren't trying to plunk anybody. But you have a, a pitching staff that is not lights out, if I can be diplomatic about it, Facing a few hitters who are pretty good, and uh, a lot of a lot of pitchers sort of have a hole, or a lot of hitters sort of have a hole on the inside edge, or you you want to move them back. Pitching inside is an important part of the game. We saw this or, or see this with Joe Ross, who is able to pitch in, in, inside and has enough command that he can back someone off the plate without too much risk of hitting him, unless someone really reams in leans in and is sort of utterly at in their attempt to cover the outside edge. Here we have pitchers with maybe not as good a command who are trying to pitch inside and really maybe shouldn't be because they just don't have enough uh, enough control over where that pitch is going to keep it from going too far inside. And especially when you see people, this is not pitches that are skimming across the front of your jersey. This is people getting hit in the back, on on the side, after they're trying to dodge back and bail out. These are significant misses here because I I think we just have pitchers who really don't have good enough command to be pitching inside as far as they're trying to.
1: Dave, it can't be all positive, unfortunately. You mentioned it before, but Ian Desmond, 0 for 4, 3 Ks today, 1 for 13, 10 Ks in the four-game set in Milwaukee after a ground out in the seventh. He got a pinch hit, a single for his only hit of the series. If I'm going to spin this the positive way, which is what we do at Federal Baseball, stressing the positives, he didn't take it out into the field, made a few nice plays today, including one on a uh, slow grounder towards short that he fielded and made a strong throw to get a fast runner in John Segura, so at least he's not taking it out into the field. Is that the positive we can find for Eden <laughs> So, So if you're... If you're uh satisfied
2: in Ian Desmond being a, a slick, fielding, no-stick shortstop, then I suppose, yeah, that's the best way to put it. Um, look, the, the Nets count on Ian Desmond to hit 20 or 25 home runs. Um, you know, that's his job at shortstop. I mean, he's an okay defensive shortstop, you know, his April problems notwithstanding. Um, but he's got hit to hit to earn his money, and he's not. Um, in fact, he's not even making contact right now. You mentioned all the strikeouts, three more today. Um, the guy's a hole in the lineup. I mean, if you want to keep Danny Espinosa's glove in the lineup, uh, he should be playing shortstop right now instead of first base. I mean, Ian Desmond is hurting this team. He has hurt this team uh, for the last three or four weeks um the plate as opposed to April when he was killing him with the glove. Um, I don't know if, if Desmond is having something psychological in his contract year or if he needs to get his eyes checked or if he has some other physical ailment that he's hiding. But this is not the Ian Desmond that we've become accustomed to seeing the last four or five years. He's just simply not producing, um, and and the Mets have, frankly have to do something with him to either get him to start producing or get him out of the lineup so that he's not a hole in it on a daily basis as he's been the last three weeks.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's psychological or something physical with him or the hole in his bat, but something's not working. So like we'll to see what he can do. Nats settle for a split in Milwaukee. They avoid taking their fourth straight series loss after they'd won nine straight before that. They earn a split of the four game set. Two with Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay starting tomorrow night, and two in DC with the Rays after that. 33 and 30 after the win today. Nats nightly, sponsored by the district sports page and federalbaseball.com. We'll talk to you guys both after tomorrow night's game.
0: Go, Nats.